Welcome to this latest episode of Comeback. As always, I am your host, Connor, and today I'm chatting to Claudia Plocki. She is Polish slash Canadian and is currently based in Phan Rang, Vietnam, which is a few hours outside the city of Ho Chi Minh, where I'm based. And I'm excited about finding out more about it. It seems like a hidden gem. And also, Claudia is an artist, so we're going to explore further her art, influences, themes, and more. I'm excited for today's chat. Claudia, welcome. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's awesome. And usually we start by talking a bit about the guest background, and we've just briefly discussed Mm -hmm. that you are Polish slash Canadian. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yes, of course. I have been born in Germany, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, My entire family is Polish, and pretty much the first words I spoke as a baby were Polish. Um, But after I was born, we traveled to uh, Canada, and in Canada, I went to kindergarten. Then we would go back and between, back and forth, sort of in between Poland and Canada. So I ended up going uh, to school in both countries, and then ending up uh, going to high school in in Toronto, Canada. Sure. So that's sort of my, my background. Yeah, I see. I'm trying to get a picture because uh, I've never been to either country, but I can imagine that Poland and Toronto, Canada, are worlds apart and very different in terms of the culture etc is that something you found easy or difficult to manage the the differentiation between the cultures yes absolutely it was one of those culture shocks that when you hear about people having and i i did have it coming from poland from from uh, a very different school system to the to the high school system in Toronto, um, it was a, a big culture shock for me for sure. First of all, I was my English wasn't as good at the time, and um, there are so many differences in, in just the everyday ways of life uh, that took me a while to to get adjusted. But I see it as a, a, a positive because uh, it opened me up in so many different ways um, in terms of knowledge, in terms of uh, just acceptance of belief systems and how people live and what people do differently. And even just the simple getting on the bus and people welcoming you and like saying, hello, uh, how are you? And I was like always in shock about that because that's not that's not the openness of that isn't really available in Poland like that yet. So, sort of like the friendliness of the people was was a big, uh, a really friendly actually surprise for me. Yeah, and how did you find the the aspect of settling? I suppose where you're going back and forth between these two countries. Was there ever you know say from the aspect of the upheaval? Was there ever a point where you thought, oh, I I fancy staying here now and I don't really want to leave? Or how did you navigate that journey? Well, I I just, I did for some time. I think I had cycles where I would just be like, oh, this is my home for now and I want to stay here. And I did that for a while. But growing up, you know, you you change and your your world and awareness changes around you you as you become more mature and 
uh, as I went to college and as I started to meet more people and um, sort of learn new ideas and see that there's things that I can explore that are different from for, from what I've been taking for granted. So that kind of opened me up in that sense because also Toronto is such a uh, place of multiculturalism there are so many cultures and people that's why it's so um friendly because people have to have to uh not have to but they they just live together as as one community so that was sort of that opened me up in itself and it didn't want me to be i didn't want to at some point be like oh i just want to stay here for forever i want to travel i want to go to places i want to meet other different cultures that I don't know about. So that, in that sense, I didn't wanna, I sort of didn't take that wanting to be one place. Uh, I just wanted to, um, like I said, explore different different ideas and possibilities and, and everything that comes with it. Yeah, for sure. And funny enough, last week I interviewed a lady who wrote a book about a similar topic of um, growing up in different cultures and as a result wondering what is her identity is she Vietnamese or is she French etc so I suppose you know I'll ask mm -hmm. a similar question to you Claudia um, if you know somebody was to ask and I can imagine it can be difficult from an identity point of view would you say you are Polish or Canadian or both how would you how would you sum that up? Well, I I start off with saying I'm Polish Canadian, and oftentimes, if I if I really come to think about it, I've I just I shed off that limitation. I I don't really see myself as either or because I carry a lot of my my sort of some some of my upbringing from Poland and the ways of of the culture but then also so much more that i have gained in canada so i would have to if i had to choose one or the other i would just say i'm in between and mm -hmm. i don't want to limit myself to one and the only one i think that that it's not necessary i'm just sort of um multicultural in a way yeah absolutely and i suppose that it can make you quite adaptable where you can pick up aspects of Polish culture and Canadian culture and yeah perhaps be a bit more rounded as a result I think it can definitely be a positive thing it is absolutely and it it that's sort of that thing that teaches you to adapt and in different environments that's the cool thing about that is that you can take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and add it to to the mix and make it your own absolutely and we have briefly touched upon travel where you are currently based is vietnam and also what mm -hmm. fascinates me is where you live because i i think i presumed like a lot of expats you would live in ho chi minh vietnam which is where i am but you are in phan rang which is a few hours away how come firstly you decided to move to vietnam and secondly, why Phan Rang? Because, as I've mentioned, you're the first person that has opened my eyes to this place. So how did Vietnam 
and Fan Rang all come about? So this goes all the way back to six years ago when I bought a one-way ticket from Toronto to Hawaii. Um, I didn't have any set plans. I just simply want to expand on possibilities and whatever is out there and travel and explore. Um, so I went to Hawaii and I met my boyfriend there. And after that, we went and traveled to Poland to visit my family since I haven't been there for a while. And then we went to Thailand for a short time, um, then Cambodia for one year when we were teaching English as well. And afterwards, we came to Vietnam here where we've been for about four years now. And um, why did we choose Phan Rang? Well, um, for me, I love nature. I uh, find a lot of inspiration in nature and Phan Rang is located right by the ocean, surrounded by mountains. And this gives me, I've always wanted to live in, in some beautiful places. So this was my main goal to find a place where I could uh, work as a teacher and also find my creative inspirations and juices so that I can create my art on a daily basis. Yeah. So coming to Vietnam, uh, just sort of bringing it back to that question, why? Because I just wanted to travel. I just wanted to, to uh, expand on my knowledge of other cultures and, and find new inspirations. Sure. And Fan Rang, I suppose to sum up, what is it like living there? As in, I can't imagine there are many expats. Is it peaceful? Is it vibrant? Does it offer you what you're looking for? How would you sum up the experience of living in Fan Rang? Oh, it's been most wonderful. It's, uh, yes, it is very... Um, it can be very lonely because there are very few expats. I believe there are about 20 of us out here. Most of them are kite surfers and they live, they're more located out by the, by the ocean on the beaches. Um, like one of the restaurants, the main restaurants, kite surfing schools is Sereno. Um, so we don't even get to see them that much, but, uh, but the school that we work at, it's right in the city and our house is right next to the school so it's very convenient to to get to work uh quickly um it's been lonely because there's not much of a community uh for for meeting up people but but because of the nature the ocean the mountains it's like a real vietnamese experience not many vietnamese here speak English as well. So communication is always um, a funny story to sort of explore because oftentimes we have to communicate through communicate through a uh, sign language or just like, you know, um, waving your hands and pointing at things to get things to, nice. <laughs> for them to understand. Um, so that's that's sort of a real Vietnamese experience. And on top of that, it's, it's beautiful here. So and it's beautiful and there's um, the oceans, the beaches are really close by. Also, um, 
since uh, this isolation is kind of can be sometimes intense, I kind of utilized it for my art and I used it to my advantage for just really focusing on my art, on my daily routine of, of painting and of focusing on what my, uh, my commissions that I'm working on right now, my one commission. So there's a lot of, a lot of advantages and so many, so many uh, like just awesomeness that of being in a city that's further away from the from the expat community. Yeah, absolutely. And is there any part of you that would want to be in like an expat part from say an expat hub, so like Ho Chi Minh, or are you pretty content where you're based in Fanrang? Um, of course, of course, there's always part of me that wants to go and, and meet up with people and do things. Um, and we do that here too. There is maybe a small restaurant and from, from time to time there are uh, people sort of can go to the pub and there's pool. We've just been having pool nights uh, so people can go there and, and we can kind of just chill out and play pool and um, or some good pizza and stuff like that. Uh, but yes, of course, I would love to ex experience that. But at the moment, this is sort of my situation and I'm just taking the most out of it. Uh, whenever it finishes, if it finishes and if it happens that the next place I go to is Saigon, then I would welcome that. But at the moment, I'm happy where I'm at and I'm sort of focusing on all the goodness that I can have in in the in the moment. Absolutely, I think that's a great attitude there, Claudia. And let's move on to then art, mm -hmm. which is how I came across you. How did you initially get into art? What was that whole process like of getting the initial introduction? Well, when I was 10, my dad handed me a large piece of paper with some oil pastels and I began to paint large format abstract and animal themed paintings. I painted this style for about 17 years up till now. Um, even though I had so much fun painting with oil pastels, I always wanted to do some realistic painting. It was sort of in the back of my head. I was always like, looking at these amazing artists and I wanted to do something more. Um, so I didn't know how to get started though. So then I started doodling and for a few years I was doodling, drawing. Then I found some artists online and I began to learn new techniques. Um, and then I also developed my routine of, of just doing art daily and getting to do things that I want to do. So I would paint from three to four hours a day. And now I paint from about five to six, sometimes seven. It was slow at first, but after a year and a half, I began to gain momentum with my routine, with exploring my, um, my goals of my paintings that I want to do or that are maybe too difficult to do. Yeah, I see. and. With this, do you have any key themes that you like to focus on? Are there any particular areas of art that you really hone in on? Of course, I, I explore, well, actually, I try not to limit myself right now. I explore 
all realistic themes from still life to uh, landscapes, portraits. I also do some animal portraits, florals. Um, like I said, I don't want to limit myself because I want to explore. And if I see something that inspires me, I will try to translate it onto the canvas or my paper. I want to, um, I want to learn to be able to do it all because someday in the future, I, I think that there are some really cool, complex subjects that I really want to do but they require a high understanding of the science of painting. So that's why I want to sort of try everything and not, not just focus on one thing. Absolutely. And I also use reference photos just to add on to that. I use reference photos. So I was carrying my, my um, awesome little phone with me or my Nikon and I take pictures of something that I see. I would just take a picture and hold on to it as a reference point for my for my future paintings. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I can imagine where you're mm -hmm. based, you can pick, you can find loads of reference points due to you know the ocean, the mountains. I'm sure, yeah, you can have them in abundance. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's so much here that's just amazing. There's just Anytime I go out, even just to go to the grocery shop or just do some basic shopping, whatever it is, there's always something that catches my eye. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And were there any artists growing up that you were particularly influenced by? This can be in Canada, Poland or wherever. Were there any artists that really struck you and that you really enjoyed their style? Oh, yeah. Um, I've had, for the longest time, I've had Van Gogh was, always has been and always will be my greatest inspiration. Um, Van Gogh, then of course, Leonardo da Vinci, um, one of the, the, the old masters, Rembrandt, Gustav Klimt with his golden colors. Um, for the modern masters that I currently look up to a lot, uh, I have to mention Chuck Black, who's at such an awesome, painter, landscape painter. Um, Kian Kramaric, if I pronounce her name right, uh, she uh, is a, like a child prodigy and she's been painting since she's been very, very uh, young and she's been painting these amazing, uh, very, very sort of complex portraits and, and topics that are just really deep. And then one more, it would be Sign Thermat. He's um, a painter based in, uh, I believe, if I'm not uh, mistaken, in Norway. From He's from the country that Van Gogh is. That's what I know. Right, sure. No, that sounds sweet. And I suppose, how do you, I think I know the answer, but I will still ask you, how do you manage to have that discipline and focus to sit there and paint for three or four hours a day coming up to as you mentioned six or seven how do you manage to keep that focus and discipline well um i'm just i just love art i've always loved art and and that's been my driving force my driving passion for for getting my routine and and um understanding that without having this routine I cannot progress and I cannot get better in my technique and in my skill levels so if I don't do that 
I won't get to sort of my envisioned goals that I want to get to. So it's something that I just accepted. And, and part of it is also, I would say, obsession of wanting to get to a place of painting amazing paintings, um, doing amazing art. And so that's just pretty much so it's such a deep, deep drive for me that it, it, it just reflects in my daily routine. There's not, there's not a day or a morning where I don't wake up and I don't want to sit by my easel and do my painting. There isn't a moment. So that's just, that's just how much I love art, I guess. And you have your set studio where you paint. Um, I'm saying this as somebody who hasn't ever really done art, so in that form, so I'm not too familiar. Uh, is there any anywhere else that you would go to paint? Do you have anywhere perhaps outdoors that you would go or are you primarily set in your studio to do your work? I am primarily set in my studio uh, because of the aspect of lighting. I need to have, I need to have some control of the lighting. Sometimes there's too much light, sometimes uh, there's too much glare and it kind of makes it difficult or not difficult, but just more challenging in, um, in finding my, my right tones and value system. So like often I just need, oftentimes I need to uh, have that set studio space, but I do like to go out and do plein air, um, sometimes go to a restaurant like Sereno that's out, um, out here about um, maybe 20 minute drive where we would go out and I would just set up my little watercolor space or acrylic space and just do some still life or do some uh, plein air painting. So it, it's not, it's like my primary is in my, my home in my studio, but I do like to go out and uh, sort of explore plein air painting or if we travel someplace I would always take my my paints with me and just sit up wherever I can and do like little sort of sketches or um, uh, project planning for whatever I can use in the future for my art. Yeah and obviously Fan Rang would be amazing for that but also I believe three or four hours from you you have to lot which I can only imagine is great for the artistry for reference points due to its immense scenery. So I think Vietnam and especially where you're based is perfect for that, that whether you're in your studio or whether you're traveling, you're surrounded by so many opportunities. So it's almost a really good prime for an artist like yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yes. This is why if, this is why I'm sort of very much in love with Vietnam and, and, and I enjoy being here so much because there's this aspect of just the beauty of the land is, is, is amazing. And, and it really does inspire me a lot, a lot, a lot in, in my reference images and all my paintings I do. Um, so yes, absolutely. And, and we also, if we travel to Dalat, I love Dalat. Um, at the moment, I'm working on a commission for the Zen Cafe Hotel in Dalat, um, and that's where I love to go. There's like this awesome hotel with located in the mountains and with the scenery of the lake, and I always go and find so many places that I can just just bring my 
my paints and just paint away. So absolutely, Vietnam is a great place to, for any artist or for anyone really who, who enjoys nature in this way. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose one of the themes of the show, Comeback, is about the challenges-based aspect. So from your career to date in your artistry and where that has taken you, what do you think are some of the main challenges that you've had to navigate? Um, I would say that um, learning new techniques, um, trying new techniques, um, having patience with myself to, uh, to explore different avenues that I haven't explored yet and to accept uh, to accept failure as part of the growth and as part of the process of of overcoming challenges learning and advancing and it's this ongoing journey that um, is about just really not pushing myself but listening to 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 myself and and following um, sort of the the new technique that I'm currently exp exploring. Um, being in, uh, also an artist in Vietnam versus being an artist back home, whether it be in Poland or whether it be in Canada, there isn't a large community here in Phan Rang. Uh, so that would be also a big challenge for me as an artist, sort of being uh, a little bit more isolated from that. But then again, I, I flip it over and I take the advantage of that because it, it really allows me to uh, focus, focus, and focus on just my artistry, on my skill level, and and uh, bringing my level to the place that I want it to be. So that when I do end up traveling or moving to a new place, then I can uh, be more sort of have more, maybe more time to to go out and spend time in other fellow fellow uh, expats. Excellent. And I suppose, based on your experience, Claudia, what advice would you give to aspiring artists? I would just say do it. If you love art, just do it every day more and more, and then you will become better as time goes on. Um, there's always that, that aspect of, uh, you know, oh, I can do it later. No, just take 10 minutes, Say, take 15 minutes, just just focus on something that you like, that's not too hard, that is easy enough for you to do so that you can build your confidence. And then once you start building it more and more, you can push yourself a little bit and then advanced, advance more to the next level. So that way you can do more cool stuff that you really like. Um, and uh, just become friends with failure, make goals, um, try new things, stay curious, don't be afraid to experiment and utilize your tools. The internet is a great resource for, for learning and finding new teachers to learn from. And last, I have to say this, believe in yourself. That's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose the final question before we add links to where we can access your work for commissions, etc. Uh, what are your aims for the future? What would you like to achieve going forward? Well, I would, I would 
love to obtain complete freedom in my expression. I would just like to be free with my paintbrush. I would like to be free to the point where I can pick any subject, whether it be very complex or even not mediocre complex, and to be able to paint it and mesh it together with different styles. Uh, since my background is abstract, or not background, but since my starting ground were mostly in abstract, I would like to take that and mesh it together with realistic uh, classical training that I'm doing and then make some really cool art. Excellent. And where can we find out more about what you do online or on social media? I am on Instagram at uh, cjfineart.com. Uh, under slash, I don't know how you say, under slash Claudia. Uh, that's my Instagram. My Facebook is uh, Claudia, Claudia's Creativity and Art. I might be saying that wrong, so have to probably double check. Sorry for that. Um, and my website is Claudia Claudiapotska.squarespace.com. Uh, Excellent. Well, I will include That's, these in yeah. the notes. Yeah, sounds very good. So, Claudia, thank you very much for your time today. I've really enjoyed the chat. And keep up the good work. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Connor. It was, it was a pleasure to, to talk to you.